podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another World Cup edition of the Dream Team Professor Podcast, where we'll be looking at all the top point scorers and key talking points from yesterday's games, including Brazil, Switzerland and Portugal, Uruguay. And then we'll be previewing today's fixtures, um, including England versus Wales and Holland versus Qatar. We'll just look at all the potential top point scorers and players that we could be targeting. And then I'll just follow up with a quick team update with how my vlog team's getting on. So we'll start with Portugal versus Uruguay, which finished 2-0 to Portugal. And Bruno Fernandes got the star man in this game again. So that's his second star man of the tournament. He's got two goals and two assists in total. And it was 18 points in this game. And at 4.5 million, he's been an absolute steal in this tournament. Uh, could have had a hat-trick as well when late on in the game he hit the post. Um, Ronaldo didn't get a rating though. He tried to claim that um, one of Bruno's goals were his. Uh, Bruno put the cross in and it ended up going directly in. But Ronaldo was quite close to getting head on it, I thought. Um, but yeah, he celebrated like he'd scored it himself. Um, Guerrero got an assist um, in the defence. So um, he got the clean sheet points and the two points for the assist. Didn't actually get a rating though there, so 6.7. Um, but the keeper, Pepe as well, uh, Cancelo, Mendes all got all got ratings, but Ruben Diaz actually didn't get a rating. He got 6.6, .6, so he finished on four points as he got a yellow card. But quite high scores from all the defenders. Um, but that was pretty much it. Not many other attackers got, or no other attackers got any points from Portugal. And quite a few bookings as well, so a couple minus points. Um, a bit disappointing if you got if you started with Darwin Nunes or bought him in. Um, he's not really delivered at all so far in this tournament, so quite disappointing there. Um, we had Bentancourt, uh, got two points for Uruguay, but that's pretty much it in terms of returns from Uruguay. Then on to Brazil versus Switzerland, which finished 1-0 to Brazil. And Alexandro got the star man in this game with 13 points. He's got 21 points in total and is Brazil's highest point scorer so far in Dream Team. So at 4 mil, he's looking quite good value, to be honest. Um, Thiago Silva's 5.5 and Marquinhos are 5.5. So the centre-backs at Brazil are really quite expensive. Uh, you did have Danilo was the right-back initially at the start of the tournament, but he went off injured. Um, so Militao started at right-back in this game. But out of all the defenders, it looks like Sandro's probably um, the most, well, most nailed other than the centre-backs. But he's looking like the best value as well, at 1.5 cheaper than the centre-backs. So someone to keep an eye on there. Um, so they've got the clean sheet points all around and I brought in uh, Vinicius Junior actually and I thought he looked quite good um, he was unlucky to not assist Richarlison he put a really good cross in that he missed um, and then he scored celebrated the full works and that was ruled out by VAR as well I think it might have been Richarlison that was offside in the build up so that was quite disappointing I, I thought I'd got the points there and then he ended up finishing on a 6.5 so again really quite disappointing um, and I think he would be one of these players that would disappoint you if he wasn't in the normal Sun Dream Team game because unless he's sort of getting these attacking returns, it doesn't seem like they rate him that highly. Um, but you had Casemiro, he got the only goal of the game. Um, so he got an 8 rating, and uh, sorry, he got 8 points and a 7.8 rating. Um, it's actually his, his sixth ever goal for Brazil um, and he's played almost 70 games. So he's not a big uh, goal scorer as most of you know, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's someone I would consider yet at this point. Um, Paqueta, I did mention this. I've sort of been mentioning it the whole way through, but um, he looks always like a nailed starter for Brazil. But I had highlighted that he'd sort of been subbed off in every appearance he'd made um, in the last six games leading up to the World Cup, and this happened again. It happened in the previous game. He got subbed off around forty-five minutes in this game, so that's a bit of a worry. I've got him in my team. Um, 
yeah, it's just not enough time to really, unless he's going to get an attacking return, it doesn't really seem like that's enough time to get the seven rating. And then Rodrigo, he got an assist in this game. Um, so only two points, 6.7 rating. But not really much else from any of the attacking players. I did think that, um, that who was it? Rafinha, um, he looked quite, he didn't look very good in the last game, but he looked, I thought he looked really good in this game. He only managed to get a 6.7 rating, but I thought he looked quite dangerous. Um, and I did bring Richarlison into a few of my teams, but he didn't do anything in this game either. Then on to Cameroon, Serbia, which was a really good game to watch. So 3-3, free, free. Um, I don't think many people would have players from these teams, uh, but Mitrovic is probably one of the most um, highly owned players that I've seen from either of these two teams he got a goal in this game he hit the post as well so that's quite unlucky um, Dusan Tadic he got an assist for Serbia's first goal and Milinkovic Savic who's always see linked with quite a few Premier League clubs um, he got a goal early on uh, but then Abubakar he got a goal and an assist and that was a really cheeky uh, lob over the keeper I think I think I saw the keeper was about six foot eight as well something ridiculous and he still managed to chip him uh, so that was a really good goal. Uh, Triple Moteng, he's 2.5 million. He got a goal to make it 3 all. But all in all, it's going to be tough for either of these teams to really qualify, I think, from the group. So, yeah, not, not anyone that I'm going to be targeting from these two teams. And then on to Korea versus Ghana. And again, I don't think there's going to be much ownership in these players on Dream Team. But you had Salisu from Southampton got the first goal. Um, Williams got an assist. He had Ayu got an assist for a Kudu goal, and he managed to get two goals in this game. Uh, he had Cho that got two goals, and he got the star man for Korea, um, 8.9 rating and 18 points. He had Jinsu got an assist, and Lee got an assist. Uh, but that's Korea eliminated from the tournament now, um, and no points so far at all for Human uh, Son. So, yeah, quite a disappointing tournament for him so far. So on to match day previews. Um, so we've got four games today, and the third group game for each group starts at the same time so you've got Netherlands and Qatar and Ecuador and Senegal both kicking off at three o'clock and that's just to keep it fair that so that neither team knows what uh, result they need to get to qualify so they both start at the same time so you've got Holland and Qatar Ecuador Senegal all taking place at the same time and Wales England Iran USA kicking off at 7 p.m. so we'll start with that Netherlands game and they still really need to get the win in this game to qualify top of the group um, so I'm expecting them to go full strength. Here's the who scored um, preview, and I think it probably does look right, but I'm not I'm not entirely sure that Delict will start at that right centre back spot. Um, he started the first game there, and then uh, it came out on Twitter or in some sort of post match interview that I read afterwards that he sort of complained that he wasn't as good playing in that right centre back role um, in the back three. And then the next game he was dropped for Timber. So I don't know if anything happened there or he upset um, Van Howe at all. But I, I think I'd be more inclined to say that Timber would start in that sort of right centre-back row in the back five. Um, but yeah, anyone from that defence looked look pretty solid. Um, and two million for the keeper as well is a really good option as well if you haven't got him. Um, then you've got De Jong in the midfield. Uh, so he's 3.5 million and he's had back-to-back -back star man awards now. Um, gets really high ratings from who scored, so he's a good option. And then Cody Gakpo as well, I think is probably the best option from this team. That Qatar defence haven't looked great, um, and he's got two in two now, and he's only four million. So I think he's probably the best option. Could see Memphis Depay come back, 
Um, but I'm just not entirely sure if he starts. So you can have a look at the lineup. And if he's starting, I would back him. I think he takes penalties for them as well when he's on the pitch. So I think he is a good option, but I'm just not sure how match fit he is. He's come on as a sub in both games, I think. But yeah, who scored seemed to think they'll be starting with Gakpo and Bergwijn again. Um, and then Dumfries, um, I think he could be one of the best options from that sort of defensive line. He hasn't done very well with the ratings so far, and he hasn't got any attacking returns. But I think he's not going to have that much defending to do against Qatar, so he probably will have the license to get forward in this game. So he could be really dangerous. But if you're looking for a budget option, probably the keeper at two million is probably the best bet. But in terms of getting assists or potentially goals, I think Dumfries will be good. But he is four four point five million. One thing to say as well about bringing in um, Holland defenders at this point, or any Holland players really, um, is if they do win this group, there's a good chance you can just cap, like hold on to the players as well. So like, if you wanted to put Nopper in goal at two million, um, if Netherlands win the group and say England win the group with USA coming second, I think I probably would fancy having uh, like a Dutch defender facing USA as well so you could potentially hold any any players that you bring in from Holland if they do go on to win the group you could potentially hold them for two games so that's something I'd start looking at when when sort of picking um, players from this third group game is are they going to win the group and what's their potential fixture going to look like going into the next one then on to the other game in this group so you've got Ecuador versus Senegal and I wouldn't really be looking to bring in any players from this game. I think it's going to be quite close. If you've got like a defender from either side already, maybe a Koulibaly um, or Estepinion, I'd probably look to keep them because I, I think it'd be quite tight. I think it could easily be sort of a 1-0 game or a 0-0. So you could potentially get your clean sheet points there. But I wouldn't want to pick a side, to be honest, to, or, or a point score in this game. Um, Valencia from Ecuador, I'm pretty sure he's ruled out. He was stretched off the last game. Um, obviously check the lineups um, but really the reason I wouldn't look to bring anyone in from this game is because you want to start looking at the um, sort of the round robin and the predictors at this point to try and find out who's going to play who in the next round and whoever wins this game is likely going to finish second and I think that means they'd end up playing against England um, if fingers crossed they win the group um, but yeah, I wouldn't really want to bring anyone in from this game because they're going to go into a harder fixture for the following round and you're just going to want to take them out. So then on to that England versus Wales game. And you'd like to think that England are going to be heavy favourites with Wales bottom of the group at the minute, but I just have a horrible feeling about it. Uh, they always just, the sort of home nations always seem to just try and turn it on against England. So I think it's going to be a tough game. Uh, but I'm going to say Maguire, I still think he's been one of our best players at the tournament so far. And at 4 million, he's got 17 points, one star man and an assist so far. Um, I know obviously a centre-back is not usually as appealing as a full-back, but he is really dangerous from set pieces. And we've seen that across sort of both games. Um, and even his defending from the corners against the USA was brilliant. And I think that does weigh quite heavily on who scored. I would wait and see the lineups because you've got um, Kyle Walker apparently he's coming back. Although I wouldn't really think that you'd chuck him into this game. I think he's going to get safe for the uh, for the knockout stages. Now we'll probably see Southgate go back to his back five when it starts to get tough. Um, but I've seen a few people say that they think Foden might start at left wing. Who scored have actually put in their predicted lineup here that they think he'll start at left wing. He's five million. Um, I don't. I still don't think he's going to start. To be honest, we'll wait and see. 
Um, but I think that if we're going to rest, I do think either Saka or Sterling will get rested in this game. But I have a feeling he'll just put Grealish in. That's who he's brought on in the USA game. And I think he'll probably just play Grealish in that front three, potentially. Looks like Kane's due to start. He's 7.5 million. But still got no goals. So hopefully he can get off the mark so far. Because I've, I've had him for every England game. And he's he hasn't been disappointing because he got two assists in the first game. But I would have expected him to score by now. But I still think England defence the best option, really. Um, I've got a few block teams with England defence. And I think I've probably got at least two England defenders in most of my teams. I'd say probably Maguire and Trippier are my two favourites to pick from here. Um, Trippier is more expensive, 4.5 million, but we've seen throughout the Dream Team season they score so highly on who scored. Uh, and then Maguire, I just think he's just got that um, corner threat and he's been defending well as well, so quite a good option there. And then something that's going to send probably most of England fans into meltdown is uh, it looks like Henderson's due to start ahead of Bellingham. Um, I don't think many people would have Bellingham, but if you have, that's someone you're probably going to want to take out for this game. And then if you do bring in England players, I do think that they're fairly good options because, like I said, potentially if we win the group, we should face Ecuador or Senegal, which would be good games to have defenders for again, or even attackers. But then just start to think about the quarterfinal as well. Uh, I know they always say don't get too ahead of yourself, but if you load up too much... It looks like we're going to probably play France in the quarterfinals, so I don't know how confident you'll be about that one. Then Iran versus USA. Again, I probably wouldn't tip any players from, from this game to bring in. Probably Pulisic looked the most dangerous against England. He, I think he hit the crossbar. Um, and that Robinson at left-back, he had a, a good game. He's only 2 million. Uh, Pulisic is 3 million. But again, I probably wouldn't look to bring any, any of these players into my team. So then on to my team update. So it was a big fat zero points for yesterday. I think that might have been the first game that I got zero, or the game day that I got zero points for, which was a bit disappointing. I had Paqueta and Vinicius Jr., who I mentioned went on to get no points. Vinicius had that goal disallowed by, by VAR, and Paqueta disappointingly went off at half time. So yeah, pretty crap game to be honest. But um, the transfers I made going into that, I actually bought Vinicius in. Um, and I bought Nopper in as well, who's going to be playing Qatar today. So I'm pretty happy with bringing him in. And that was for Perisic and um, Simon from Spain in goal. Um, so yeah, Vinicius and Nopper in for Perisic and Simon. Um, Perisic, I was quite disappointed after the first game, but he actually went on to get two assists in the previous game. So I was happy with that. But he does play Belgium in the next fixture, which will probably be quite a tight game, even though Belgium haven't been very good. Um, but I'm starting to plan towards the knockouts now. When I make any transfers, I'm trying to just have a look and see how the groups line up with the knockout rounds. Um, and if these are going to be players that I'm going to be keeping for the long term or whether it's just going to be a, a quick punt. But ideally now, I'm going to start to plan towards um, having a half and half split of the team. I think that's going to be my strategy. So when you do a predictor, and again, you can use like, I think I used a tech, uh, Telegraph one or there was one from Eurosport that was fairly good as well so you can see what sides of the draw people will get um, and for example looking at the team now so it's actually I've actually got a split of like four to seven so on the one side I've got Trippier, Shaw, Maguire and Kane um, that's on the England side of the draw I think you've got France on that side as well Belgium, Portugal and then on the other side of the draw you've got um, well I've got Nopper and Ake from Holland 
Um, Paqueta, Vinicius, Asensio, Messi, Gakpo, they're all from the other side. So it's quite unbalanced. And the reason I want to try and get it half and half is just so that I don't have players that are playing against each other or could potentially knock each other out of the tournament because um, that's just going to mean I'm going to have to use more transfers. So ideally, I'd do the predictor and try and see who you think the favourites to progress will be. And then I'd try and eventually move towards having those. And that should hopefully see you through to the final if you've got enough transfers. This team's got 19 out of 30 transfers left. So fairly good. Um, I hope to end the group stages with at least 15 transfers. Um, I forgot to put the points on here as well. So this team's got 133 points in total. So it's not one of my best ones. But I'm trying to just be a bit a bit more uh, conservative with those transfers so I can move towards that sort of 50-50 split, like I said. Um, the worrying thing is going to be with England, though. So I've got quite a lot of England players. And like I said, we could potentially play France in the quarterfinal. Um, so if that happens, I'm going to have to... If England lose, for example, I'm going to have to burn like four transfers straight away to get those guys out. So that's something you want to consider. I don't actually think I'm going to make any changes to this team today. Um, and I'm even contemplating maybe letting it, letting this sort of third group game play out actually and have a few more transfers for this team. I know it's a bit boring to not make as many transfers on this vlog team, but actually I think it might help to set up the team going into the knockout. So if you look at the third games I've got for this team, I've got Noppet in goal who plays Qatar. Um, I've got three England defenders in Trippier, Shaw and Maguire. And obviously this Wales game should be a fairly good game for the England defence. Then you've got um, Ake that's playing Qatar as well. So I'm looking at that back line and I'm, obviously it's wishful thinking, but I do think they're both two games that we could get clean sheets from. So if I can get clean sheets across the full back line, that's going to set me up really nicely. Um, a bit more of a problem in the midfield because I've got Paqueta now that keeps getting rotated and Vinicius Jr. They're playing Cameroon, but they've won their previous two games now. So I think they've pretty much got that group wrapped up. Um, and then Asensio for Spain, uh, he's got Japan and is still pretty pretty close in that group. So he's still going to be a good option to have. Messi versus Poland, Cody Gakpo again against Qatar today, and then Harry Kane versus Wales. So I'm I'm pretty happy with how this team's set up for the um, for the third fixture, and I'm and I'm a bit a bit less uh, less keen to hop on to. I was hopping on to players that I thought might be you know, like a premium striker to target games. But actually now I'm thinking about keeping some of these transfers back and really setting up this team nicely for the knockout stages. That is everything for today's video. So thank you for watching and please do like and subscribe for more Sun Dream Team World Cup content. I'm going to be doing the regular updates on the um, fixtures and top players to target. But I'm also going to do a slightly longer video later in the week just to show my approach to going into these knockout stages and how to use the transfers going into that. So please do subscribe to the channel and look out for that video as well. So thanks for watching and I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.